The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore is just the place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low-end shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and blazer branded clothing needs. So next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Lydia Kazakavich, and the name of this podcast, K-Pop This and you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of any Hood branded merch. But listen to the show first. Hello, and welcome to K-Pop This a podcast where each episode I talk about my first impressions of K-Pop groups I've never listened to before. I'm your host, Lydia Kazakavich, and this episode we'll be talking about ATs. If you like the show, feel free to give it a follow. Links will be in the description. Enjoy! Okay, so let's get started. For those of you that don't know what K-Pop is, I'm just going to give a little rundown of the brief history of what it is and how it became very popular in the U.S. in recent years. So starting off, uh, the Kim sisters were the first K-pop group to have U.S. success back in the 1950s. In 1962, their cover of the Coaster song Charlie Brown reached number seven on the Billboard singles chart. And then following that, they were able to perform on the Ed Sullivan show 22 times. Um, Skipping in the future a few years, uh, 1990s, uh, so Taji and Boys was the first band that resembles the K-pop groups that we see today, and they were credited with merging American music with uh, Korean style music, um, so it was more like hip-hop based instead of more traditional, and they kind of were the first to define what K-pop is today. So for those of you that don't know, there are different generations of K-pop, so there's first gen, second gen, third gen, and fourth gen, which is what we're in today. So first generation was 1996 to 2003, and HOT was the first ever idol group, and they came from SM Entertainment, and then a few others that followed, I don't know if I'm going to say these names right, but it's um, F-I-N-K-L, and then S-E-S. And then second generation was 2004 to 2012. This is the time where we started to see more overseas promotion of K-pop. So groups like TVXQ, Big Bang, Super Junior, Girls Generation, Wonder Girls, uh, Shiny, 2PM, FX, and 2NE1 were part of that generation. Third generation, this is kind of where I started to listen to K-pop. And a lot of these groups came out of survival shows. And these shows were kind of like a bunch of different trainees came onto the show and competed for spots um, in the final lineup. So by the end of the show, they'd end up creating a group. Like Monster X was third generation and they were produced on a show called No Mercy. There was another group called 101 that was produced on Produce 101. So third generation is 2013 to 2017 and K-pop saw a lot of both international and domestic growth during this time. So you started to hear of groups like XO, Newest, Got7, Winner, Red Velvet, Twice, Oh My Girl, and then the one that most of us probably have heard of before, BTS. Um, YouTube also became a huge asset to these groups when it came to promotions, and just streaming in general, since it was easier to reach a larger audience at this time. And if y'all remember Psy and Gangnam Style in 2012, I think, in my opinion, I feel like that kickstarted kind of the K-pop craze in the states 
And then in between the third and fourth generation, there's kind of this like 3.5 gen, and that has groups like Seventeen, Blackpink, NCT, IOI, and Card. And then fourth generation is 2018 to where we are right now. So these groups would include Stray Kids, Luna, Wavy, Super M, Tomorrow by Together, ATs, ITZY, and Hyphen, MCND. Like the amount of groups that are starting to come out of Korea is kind of insane. But yeah, so another thing, there's some terms that might be helpful to know when talking about K-pop. So I'm just going to go through a few of them right now. So first of all, there are different positions in the group. You've got the leader, which is kind of obvious what it is. They kind of lead the group. Um, You've got vocalists, rappers, visuals, and performers or dancers. Um, And then there's also egyo. So egyo is when someone just acts really cute. I think that's that's about it. Um, And all kill is when a group ranks one on all of Korea's major real-time music charts. A bias is basically your favorite person in the group. A bias wrecker is like your secondary favorite person in the group. So it's kind of like you have your favorite, but then this person comes along and you're like, oh, I also really like this person too. Uh, Comeback is basically just a new release from a group. Uh, Daesong is a highly regarded award in the music industry. Um, Fighting is basically something that they say as encouragement. It's their way of saying, like, you can do it, or like, let's go. Um, the Bakne is the youngest in each group, and a rookie group is a group that just debuted. Okay, so the first group that we're going to look at are called ATs. They're under KQ Entertainment, and before they officially debuted, they were putting out dance videos under the name of KQ Fellas. I did watch some of their performances. They are all extremely talented dancers, and the videos in general are just really satisfying to watch, so I highly suggest checking those out. So they officially debuted on October 24th, 2018 with Pirate King and Treasure. The group is currently made up of eight members. Sunghwa, he's a vocalist and visual. Hong Jun is their leader or captain, because that kind of goes along with their different themes that they have. Um, and then he's also a rapper. Yuno is a main dancer, vocalist and visual. Yosung is a dancer and vocalist. Sun is a dancer and vocalist. Uh, Mingi is a rapper and dancer. Uyang is dancer, vocalist, and visual. And then Jongho is a vocalist and the magne, so he's the youngest of the group. Their fan base are called A Tiny. Um, I originally thought it was A Tiny because of how it's spelled, but because it's a combination of ATs and Destiny, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. And they're actually currently on tour in Europe with the fellowship Break the Wall to promote their newest album that just came out called Spinoff from The Witness. And I did listen to that whole album. It is fantastic. Highly recommend. They also have kind of like a YouTube variety show kind of thing, which is common with among like different K-pop groups. And there's this called Wanties. So for their music videos, the first one that I looked at is Pirate King, and that's off Treasure Episode 1, All to Zero. I really like the song the second I heard it. I really like the upbeat kind of fast-paced tempoed songs, and that is exactly what this one is. Also, the video that they have, it's not necessarily like a music video that has a, I guess like a story or line kind of thing. It's a performance video. So you kind of just see their choreography for the whole song throughout the video. Um, It's set kind of in two different places. There's one that's like a desert with just like the sand dunes and nothing else. And then there's another scene that they have where they're dancing also kind of in a desert, but it's more of like 
Arizona desert where it's like dry land and there's still mountains and rocks and then you got like tumbleweeds and like little bushes everywhere but all of the outfits and their like hairstyles and everything all go along really well with the song um I really like the chorus and like the I think pre-chorus it has a very 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 good like build up and then you get to the actual chorus and like I think it's like the bass drops or whatever I'm also not musically inclined so I don't know the correct terms for any of this I'm kind of just going off of what I think it is but again I do really like this the chorus is so freaking catchy um and it's not like they're even singing the whole time sometimes it's just like sounds and then the instruments or the I guess maybe computer generated sounds that they have going on with it um I wouldn't say it's like techno but it does have kind of not as much of a organic sound to it which is something that I kind of like so do highly suggest listening to Pirate King um Hong Joon's rapping it and Mingi's rap part in this has been stuck in my head and it's just him repeating like several like sentences over and over again but it's so good and his voice is really deep I'm a sucker for like guys who can like sing with like and or rap with like deep voices but that's just me going on the second one that I looked at is called say my name this one it took me a little bit to kind of actually get into uh, I think this one has more of a hip-hop kind of vibe to it which is something that I'm not used to listening to but it is still really really good now this one's kind of set in I think like a museum and they're dancing in like a gallery in one scene and then there's another scene where they're like sitting across from like their doppelgangers because this one does have more of a storyline to it and from my understanding ATs does have lore so I think this song some of it connects with that lore because there are scenes in it that have similar outfits and similar characters to ones that are in I guess some of the other videos that I've looked at too which I will talk about later but again I love the chorus for this one too it's they're all just so catchy but they all sound so different at the same time it's not like I guess the same tempo same beat same like instruments that are used in it they're all different but also again I'm just a sucker for like Mingi and Hongju's rap not trying to discredit any of the other like vocalists or the rest of the guys on the group because their singing voices are also amazing. Like, Jong-ho's voice, I think, it's in one of the other songs that I'll talk about. But that man can sing. His vocal range is very vast. And he can sing, I think, for long periods of time without, like, having to, like, stop. Um, but, yeah, I do like this music video, too. It is a little, like, confusing, I guess, if you look at it from the lore side of things. But if you look at it just as is separate entity it is really cool i do like the vibes it goes from like a light theme to like a dark theme depending on where they are during the song would also highly recommend this one so the next song that i listen to is wave and this is off of treasure episode three one to all i think this is one of my favorite songs and music videos that i've listened to and seen by them and i'm actually watching it as i'm recording this part because i i love it that much um but this one i don't think it has to do with the lore at all so this is kind of a separate song on its own but it's set like on a beach and then there's a part where they're like in a skate park and then another part where they're in like a convenience store you know like running around having fun 
But this song is a lot more lighthearted than the other two that I just talked about. I think that's also why I like it so much. I do like the darker songs though, don't get me wrong. But every once in a while I need that like little pop of sunshine as I would probably call this song. Um, all the visuals for it is just really bright and colorful from the sets that they're at to the lyrics themselves to their outfits. Um, it's just such a really like feel good song. Like I would definitely add this to my playlist and I think I already have. But I can tell you I've watched this music video on repeat since I listened to it. And it kind of talks about just like if there's a tough part in your life, you kind of just brush your hair back, wipe the sweat off your eyebrows, and then kind of just go over that wave like to the best of your ability. And like it's not going to be perfect, but if you can like fight and like make it through, you kind of just vibe in. I think that's from my understanding of it. I don't know. I just, I love everything about this song. It's just so happy. The pre course is really catchy too. And then just the course itself, again, also super super catchy and yeah I could go on and on and on about this one I love this song so much um and if I can I will insert part of the chorus here just so you guys can hear it thing about the song I do really like the bridge and like the very ending um I love how they have the set they're kind of singing and then it's I guess in front of a sunset and you can see like their silhouettes and it just looks really pretty and I think like maybe ethereal or like euphoric at least for me um and I think it's just like a perfect ending to the song like especially if you look at the lyrics uh the translated lyrics because I don't know Korean yet um but yeah, and then the last shot is them all like sitting on a beach together watching the sunset. So yeah. So the next song that I'm going to talk about is Wonderland. And this is off of Treasure episode finale, All to Action. In contrast to Wave, this song is very like powerful, very energetic. Um, for me, this is a song that I would play if there's a revolution. Like a fight song. Like you're getting ready to like, I guess, go in or whatever. Yeah, this is definitely what I would play. And like even the very beginning with Hong Jun, he opens up the song saying, All eyes on me now. If you still doubt my still doubt mine, it's too pointless. We're still young and wild. We're gonna find a new world to be mine. So the whole video is kind of on the darker side in terms of like backgrounds and everything. They're all dressed in like military uniforms and when you get to like the second verse Mingi's like rapping and there's like fire around him and then there's a shot with like the I guess like a military band behind him so I love the song the first time I heard it too although I feel like that's gonna be a common theme with all of these at least most of them but I would definitely add this song to like a workout playlist it's very like upbeat fast-paced tempo like it gets me like wanting to go out and like fight someone not that I'm actually going to do that, but it's kind of basically just them saying, like, we're getting ready. We're going to go do this. Like, we're going to fight for, like, what we want. We're not really going to, like, let anybody get in our way. Um, but I do like how the song kind of goes between, like, these points where it's really fast-paced. And then I think, like, the pre-chorus, it kind of, like, slows down. The instruments get a little bit quieter. 
And then the second you get to the course, it all picks right back up. And I feel like it's got a little bit more, I guess, actual instruments in it. Like with the marching band in the back, I don't know if they're actually playing, but there's definitely more like drums. You can hear like trumpets, you can hear trombones, like brass instruments. Um, I'm trying to think what other instruments you'd find in a band, but these are the ones that I like that stood out the most when I listened to the song. And then even the choreography for it, it's very like powerful, very energetic. Um, it's a little bit more, it doesn't flow like, I guess, smoothly. It's more like really kind of like on beat with how the drums are being played. But I, again, I also really like it because of that like upbeat tempo in it. I do also like, I think it's the bridge, how it goes between some of the different voices. So I think like Jongho starts it out and he's got a really strong voice. And it's kind of like higher than some of the other guys. And then goes to Wu Young, who's got like a middle kind of range pitch voice. And then it finishes off with like Mingyu's rap part. And his voice is a lot deeper. So I kind of also like that contrast between all the voices and how it sounds, but also how it fits really, really well together. But the next song that I listened to was Answer off of Treasure Epilogue Action to Answer. I will say, I think Wave and Answer are my two favorite songs and music videos that I looked at while doing research for this podcast. I don't even know what it is about it, but the second I listened to the song, I was hooked. Uh, Now, I think this song does have to do with the lore, just because, like I said, I think it was for Say My Name. This song, the ending, they have like the same outfits on, which are like black kind of suits with silver chains like silver chain harnesses and then they have like wide brim black hats and like masks with like chains on them now again i have not dove into the lore at all so i don't know any of the meaning behind that i personally really like those outfits they look super super clean um and then with how they have their hair done it's kind of like all slicked back and their makeup's kind of like shadowy smoky it looks really pretty as for the song like this whole song is just so addicting for me to listen to. I love Songhwa's part. I think it's the pre-chorus him and I think you know are the ones that sing the pre-chorus at least for the first one. I love Songhwa's voice. It's so pretty and he can also go from more of a deeper voice to a little bit higher. Not quite as high as how Jonghwa can, but it's still it's just beautiful. And then the chorus part itself, I could watch them perform this choreography I don't know how many times. It's so satisfying. It just, it flows and it's so beautiful to watch. And then there's a part where Wu Young is kind of dancing by himself. And on the set, it's kind of like he's on a pedestal with like snow falling around him. Though everything about it just looks ethereal. Though that would probably have to be like my favorite part is the chorus. It's so catchy. Again, no surprise, but I could go on and on and on about this one too, just how I could go on and on about Wave. The other part that really stuck out to me from the song is the bridge and then the final chorus. Um, the build up to it is so, it, for me, it felt so immense. And then the la- when they go into the last chorus, it's just like, boom, smacks you right in the face. And I love the visuals for this part too, because they're sitting at like this table in a ballroom um, and they've got like 
ATs on one side and then I guess like they're doppelgangers on the other side that are dressed in those like black suits and they have a shot that like kind of pans out to like all of them sitting across and you can like see their faces and everything. I also really also like their outfits for this one too. They're not like like gritty kind of like how they were in some of their other songs because they're wearing kind of like black jeans or like slacks I guess you would call them. And then they have like nice like jean jackets or like leather jackets on. Mingi's in here with like a tie-dye like trench coat kind of thing. It actually looks really pretty. But yeah, everything about the song is just amazing. If I could rate it on the scale, it would be like 100 out of 10. That's how much I like it. Although Wave would also be 100 out of 10. But I do really like this music video. And then at the very ending, one thing I realized is you need to watch these videos all the way to the very end half the time because they have little clips that kind of go into the lore in them so like the end of the song has that ballroom that they were just sitting in there's either like ash flakes or like snow falling and there's this man like dressed in all white and he's kind of walking around the table so I don't know where that comes in so if any of y'all know some of the lore feel free to like put in the comments and help me ex help explain it a little bit because I'm very confused apart from that S tier song absolutely love it. So the next music video that I'm going to talk about is called Fireworks or I'm the One. Uh, the first time I listened to this song, I was a little oh, just confused, at least by the music video aspect of it. Um, as far as this song goes, it took me a few times to listen before I'm like, okay, okay, I can get with this. Um, it's got a lot more, I think, like bass and like drums in it than some of their other ones do. I do really... I ended up really liking it in the end, though. Um, as for the visuals, they're kind of in, like, a desert wasteland, kind of, like, apocalyptic. But it's funny because they go from wearing, like, these, I guess, like, tech wear kind of, like, um, bleached um, outfits. And then it'll skip to them and they're, like, dancing in suits in the middle of, like, a desert. I just find that kind of funny. Um... I know Sun's outfit and just his whole visual for this video stands out a lot, but he's also got bright pink hair in it. And then during the chorus, like when they're dancing, he's like in a crop top. So compared to the other members for this comeback, he definitely is the one that kind of stands out the most to me. In the song though, there's a part I think right before the second chorus where it's him, Young, and Yeosung kind of, they're singing, but it's more of like a lower pitch. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the song and then it goes right into like Hongdun's rap and it's just, oh, it's so, it just sounds so good. Um, and I think Mingi was not in this comeback because he was taking a hiatus for a mental health break. So good for him for doing that. Um, he is back now and he's fine. But yeah, I think like everything about the song is definitely like very energetic. I wouldn't say it's like a darker song. Um, for visuals, it's definitely darker because they're like in a basement of like this parking garage. And then at the end, it's like night out and they're singing in a desert and there's just like fire everywhere, which is definitely interesting. I think that has to do with the lore. I don't quite understand that part. Um, but I do really love the visuals of having like kind of their silhouettes dancing in front of the fire. Um, and then... At the end of this song, it actually starts playing some of the music from one of their other songs called The Real, which is also really good. I don't think I talked about that one for this podcast, but I highly recommend checking that one out. But yeah, I love the ending of this just because of this 
choreography together with like the instrumentals and then they've got like fireworks going off in the back and like a bunch of like flashing lights I don't know I, it just makes me feel like pumped up I love it. so yes highly recommend listening to this song too so after I'm the one the next one I looked at was Deja Vu I did really like this song I think the first time that I heard it uh, I don't even know like what it is about it I know like the pre-chorus for me got stuck in my head really quickly and then there's a part in the second verse while Hong Joon is rapping, but it's more like a whisper rap. And that was just addicting to listen to, at least for me. Um, as for like the tempo, I guess, of the whole overall song, it's a little bit slower, not quite like a ballad because it's still got like that bass in it. It's got like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it is as a whole very like addicting to listen to. I love like the beat of it, if that makes any sense. As for like the visuals, again, their like visuals are kind of like go back and forth in their music videos. Cause they start out, they're like in like a cyberpunk kind of world where they have not latex, but they really have like shiny like black pants on. And then they have like really tight fitting like tops on with like the tech wear stuff. And then halfway through, I think like the second verse going into the second chorus, they're in like skinny jeans and leather jackets in abandoned car lot. And I'm like, okay, or a little back and forth, but it works. So it goes back and forth between those two um, sets for most of the song. And then of course, like when it gets to the end, they're then dancing on top of a parking garage in like slacks and like black and white, like blazers. And it's raining and like thunderstorming. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> a little confused with where that's going. But it does look really cool because they've got like the lightning flashing in the back and the sets made it like cool color but they have a few flashes of like red throughout and they've got like fog or whatever coming out. So it does look really pretty when it's all put together. And then like the last shot of them is they're standing on the top of the building kind of just like all in a line as like the thunderstorms happening behind them. Which again, interesting. Um, I don't really know where that comes in but that again might just be me not really knowing what the lyrics mean like I did look at the English translations of them but it's still a little different like hearing it to reading it um overall this is definitely on the list of like favorite songs that I've listened to by them on to the next one and then I think I have two more songs left and one is Gorilla and that one is more recent I think that one came out like four months ago? No, six months ago. The first time I heard this song, I was kind of, I felt like it was like a punch in the face of just like energy, similar to how Wonderland is, except I don't think there's as much, I guess, bass in Gorilla as there was in Wonderland. But this is also like, oh, it makes me want to like go fight someone. And I actually do think that this song kind of has to do more of, more with like revolution than any of the other ones. Um, cause it's, I'm trying to think. So some of the lyrics are like, dance, break that wall. So it's kind of like getting you to go out there and actually kind of stand up for what you believe in kind of thing. But the whole video is just very energetic, very like in your face. Like it starts out with like Hong Joon walking around with like a giant megaphone. And there are these giant like blimps everywhere. And then like a speaker that kind of comes up out of the, I think a parking garage. Um, I don't know what it is with them in parking garages. I, I really don't. But 
I love his rap in this one too and kind of what he's saying. He's kind of like bored of how things are. He's sick and tired of just like the normalcy and having to always listen to like people tell him what to do. He's like, I want to go do something else, which honestly completely agree with you on that one. Um, but then when you get to the chorus, they're all kind of like in this small room with like a computer and some screens and they're just like chords everywhere and they're all just like singing their heart out and then the choreography super powerful um lots of energy but yeah and then towards like the right before the bridge um there's a shot of them kind of all dressed in white and they have like their 80s flags because they have uh their logo on it and they're just like these flyers coming down from the sky and it looks like they're like jumping in like about to like go fight someone which again I feel like is also a common theme in their songs is like fighting people but by the end of the music video they're all kind of just like standing at the bottom of a parking garage looking up and there are these blimps that have like spikes out spikes on them and they're dropping like flyers which I assume are probably about like a revolution kind of thing um, and then, like, the end, there's, like, a lot of flashing lights at the very end. Uh, it flashes between just, like, them in the parking garage and then them behind, like, a red, or, like, in front of, a, like, a red background. Um, so I like the use of, like, the color with this, especially, like, red being a really intense color and then swapping it back to, like, more of a black and white and then back to red during like I f what I would feel would be like the more like powerful more intense parts of the song but yes the, I think this is another one of my favorite songs by them also worth noting at the very end of the music video they're all sitting again back in that kind of room with like the computers and everything and they all get up and like look at a camera and the security cam has footage of like a little boy kind of walking in to like a fenced area and it shows like a logo that he has on a shirt and I don't know what the logo says but I, I need to figure that out because this definitely is also part of the lore which might have to do with like the revolution against either the people that are following them or I guess like they're doppelgangers from another universe but either way do also really love the song and the visuals and the the outfits for this song too it looks like they're walking out of a walking out of a revolution like I think Sun has he's wearing like a ripped up hoodie with kind of like a cyberpunkish harness on and then like the techwear pants like they'll have like kind of techwear kind of vibes um I think Yo Sung's wearing like a beret with like spikes out of it like it looks like these guys are ready to go start a revolution is basically what I'm saying. Um, and I do kind of really like that concept behind it and just the song in general and the whole theme of it. It is fantastic. Like ripped fabric, more like neutral colors. It is funny though, cause I think Ooyoung in this one has bright red hair. Um, no hate because I freaking love red hair. I have red hair myself. But most of the scenes in this song are like broken kind of, I guess just like apocalyptic buildings that are really run down, overgrown. And one of the shots kind of looks like the ballroom that was at the very end of Answer. And then there's this one part where Songkwa is standing or sitting in front of a scarecrow that's kind of dressed in the same outfits that 
were in Answer and Say My Name, like the black with the chains and the hats. Um, and then Young at one shot is sitting on top of a parking garage with one of the hats, I think, from those videos. But overall, I feel like this video is very, I wouldn't say, like, more dark than some of their other ones, but you don't know. Yeah, it is darker than a lot of their other songs. A lot of the shots are in, like, dark lighting. There's not really a whole lot of, like, bright, fun colors, but... Again, Hongjun's rap in this is perfect, and I love Minky's rap too for this song. And then I guess along going with like that revolution kind of part, I think there's like a pre-chorus part where Jongo, uh, the translation of what he's saying is the voice that will overturn the world. So I don't want to say this is like cult-ish, but there is a part where they're all inside of this, I guess, ring. And Sunghwa is like in the middle singing and that scarecrow thing is in the back and they've got like all these people kind of around them. I yeah, I have no idea what's going on in this one either. As for like the actual song itself, I do really like it and I liked it I think the first time I heard it. Um I don't know what it is about it. It's not like EDM, it's kinda I guess maybe just regular pop music. Uh but the build up of the bridge leading into i guess the last chorus if i can put the last chorus in here i will it's so like intense like in your face and the choreography with it too again they're dancing like in the middle of that ring with like all these people around them and then it pants like them again dancing underneath like this broken stage and there's a part where like sun has like chains and is trying to like pull this like ball up but at the very end of the video the ball just drops onto like his head as he's looking up and it just poofs away so again more lore but the song is just so intense and like in your face this again also makes me want to like get up and go do something like kind of like all this like i don't know if i'd say angry or angsty um but all this like energy from it i can feel it kind of just like searching through my veins if that makes any sense for the lore part though again at the very end of the video there are these people who are standing above like the pit that the i guess ball created when it fell and they're kind of just looking down and they're all dressed in white and it's like snowing so I'm interested to see where they decide to take the lore if they do continue on with it. But again, as for the song, I probably will have the song on repeat for the next month, at least. Maybe longer. I don't know. That, or Halazio, Wave, and Answer, I will definitely be listening to a lot more. But that's all I have for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any suggestions on groups you want me to check out, you can leave a comment below. Again, I'm Lydia Kaz, and this has been K-Pop This Shit. And remember, once you learn their names, it is game over. But I'll see you next time.